Hi, listener. Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. This week, we're talking Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, our first look at the CW Superman in action on television, the Luke Cage opening credits, and we finally find out why Abensur was flying a spaceship in the first place. Plus, we take a look ahead at what to expect from the brand new seasons of The Flash and Arrow on CW and discuss some comic book TV highlights of the week. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, September 29th, 2016. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. It's the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Emma. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And uh, sometimes we're also known by fun mashup names David Malofsky's given us. Are you aware of these, Anthony? He calls us uh, Nerdron and Jockany. Oh, nice. Right? Jock and Nerd. I, I, I prefer an old school classic one, um, Cock and Turd. Cock and Turd. Oh, we haven't. Speaking of Cock and Turd, also joining us is the Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Good earth to you. What's up, everyone? How's it going? How's it going? Yeah, you you don't have a name mashup. You're just the rug boy. But I like Nerdron, Jockany, Cock and Turd. Welcome to the show, listener. Returning listeners, we're so glad you're back. If you're a new listener, here's what we're going to do. This is a Jock and Nerd Weekly, where every week we have a little Geek Digest show where we talk about the week's comic book, TV, and movie-related news. And random shit. And random shit. Take side tangents all day long. Uh, we're going to discuss what's coming up for the new seasons of The Flash and Arrow on CW. And then we're going to discuss some superhero TV highlights of the week. Stuff we like, stuff that caught our attention. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Strap yourselves in for some geekery. You fucks. You fucks. Spoiler time. <laughs> I, I'm just That's going a call to... Back. That's a callback. That's this. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Cock and uh, turd. Classic. That is a classic. Look, if you're also a new listener... Uh, I want to call out, highlight some of our recent shows, because you may be one of those people that's been reading comic books, and maybe you're burned out by the mainstream comic books. You may be burned out by the big two. You may be burned out by the big three. You know, if you count Image, we talked to some really cool cats from the UK, independent comic book creators. They got a great scene out there. They're doing a lot of exciting stuff. Episode 127 of the Jock and Nerd podcast features Brett Uren, who has created this awesome book called Torso Bear. And if you're into dark, twisted children's books, you should check out Torso Bear. It's True Detective meets Toy Story. Oh, shit. Wow. And it's pretty good. And then episode 129, we talked to this dude, John Locke, who is creator of this book, Afterlife. Now, if you liked Vertigo back in the day, if you like Sandman, Hellblazer, that kind of stuff... You're going to love Afterlife. It's about a guy who goes to the afterlife and kind of starts a business and takes over because it's in a shambles. So it's like the Donald Trump of the afterlife, only he's not as idiotic. Oops. Did I say that out loud? Sorry. That's not hard to do. It's not hard. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, it's not hard to do. I was doing that all week. So check those out. Episodes 127, 129 in the feed. If you subscribe, you will get all of these. And let's get to this week's news, everybody. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. All right, we're going to start with uh, Rugboy's most anticipated upcoming MCU movie, right, Rug? Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man. I know, I know you're going to... That's a good Stan Lee there. 
Sounds yeah, you like- gotta say it like Stan Lee. <laughs> Where's the Spider Man? Well, <laughs> Anthony, remember a couple of episodes, weeks ago, whatever? Uh, I broke the news. Tyron Woodley, UFC champion, uh, yeah. w- had mentioned that he was shooting in Atlanta. People put two and two together. Uh, basically, he was playing a villain in Spider Man Homecoming. Well, he's not so much in the movie. Anymore. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, this is what happened in a recent interview with Jay and Dan for UFC on Fox. He said, this is what I said. I said that I could be working on a Marvel movie very soon, and I didn't put two and two together. I was in Atlanta. The only Marvel movie at that time was Spider-Man. I didn't put those things together. Uh, the fighter then went on to reference Marvel Studios and their infamous legal team. Actors involved with the Marvel Cinematic Universe have gone so far as to describe the lawyers as a team of alert snipers. And that team was not happy to learn of Tyron Tyron's tease. When you're working on a Marvel movie, he continues, their legal department do not play. They got word of it and their legal department started coming down on me. But that's not why he's in the movie. He said he ultimately backed out of the project to pursue other projects. I did not do it because I had a previous obligation with Fox and I thought that was a better play long term. And I'm a man of my word. But he was going to play a villain. And he said, I think I was going to be fighting Spider-Man. But not anymore. So, I have oh no well. idea what he just said as the explanation. He's like, I had a, a, a commitment to Fox. <laughs> he was kind of all over the place. Yeah, he was kind of uh, backpedaling. Basically, he got a he scolding. He looked like he got a little bit of a scolding and was like, ah, this isn't for me. Or or was told this isn't for you. And uh, yeah, that was he's trying to play. Back. He's trying to spin it. But you know what? That's fine because. Let's get an actor. How about we get an, an actor in there? Why yeah. would they? fire him because they gave away that Spider-Man fights a guy. They, doesn't everybody know that Spider-Man fights a guy? I think they wanted it to be more of a surprise that this guy was in this movie or in a future Marvel movie. First of all, Disney does not fuck around with their, you know, from Star Wars to their own stuff to Spider-Man. They will fucking... They, they want, well, they, well, they want to they be able the ones in control of leaking their casting. They don't want their actors leaking it unless they're told oh. to. But you know what they're not afraid of leaking is like all these set photos and videos that have been coming out uh, because uh, they've wrapped yeah. they've wrapped production in Atlanta and they've been shooting in New York City. And uh, I'll put some links in the show notes. We're not going to talk about all these images. I, there's a couple that I really love, but there are set photos and videos, Twitter videos of them shooting. And it's a lot of him in the suit. Uh, I feel like we've been talking about this forever. I know this is kind of like... Remember when Suicide Squad started shooting and there was fucking videos and shit? But uh, let me highlight this one photo that he posted on Instagram. It's very uh, Tom Holland himself. Tom Holland 2013 on Instagram. Uh, It's just him in a suit without a mask. But like the graininess of this photo, the way his hair is, you look at this. Tell me this is not a panel, uh, a Mark Bagley panel from the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book. Like he looks perfect the part of that Peter Parker. He looks Spider-Man-y. Which image are you looking at? Uh, It's the one uh, Tom Holland shows off Spidey suit in Queens. So he's back in Queens. And then the other one I loved was he was hanging out on a balcony on a a, a fire escape in costume with his, the mask drawn up on his mouth. And I was just, I was just giddy. I was totally like, there's Spider-Man on a fire escape in New York city. That's kind of cool. Imran, let me ask you. Yeah. You get giddy about these things. You've seen Spider-Man on film like seven times already. 
I know, but the 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 what, what makes you giddy about seeing something you've already seen on film? I kind of like the these Twitter candid videos because it's <laughs> it's like someone like looked out their window and whoa, there's Spider Man just hanging out. I like, can imagine well, if this was the first time, but like this isn't the first time you've seen Spider Man live action. This is the I would be excited if they were going to do a panel by not a panel by panel, but a very faithful version to the Steve Ditko uh, Marvel thing, like. They're really going to get Spider-Man, like, as you saw in the comic books. I would be excited about that. But this is going to be another, you know, one where the director just does his own thing. Like, Mark Webb did his own thing. And then Sam Raimi did their own thing. And now this, it seems like they're doing their own thing separate from what we've known from Spider-Man. So I'm not really excited about it because I just know it's going to be another deviation. It's not going to be the one. You know, the the one and only one. You know what I mean? But it's still Marvel, you know, kind of having creative control. So they're going to try to make it the one. But but they've changed everything yeah, about it, Spider-Man. You know what? Then everything. That, uh, that's a good point because a little part of me is starting to think this sounds like a little bit of a mess. Like there's tons of villains. Uh, we have the Vulture, the Tinkerer, Shocker. Uh, we don't know who Logan Marshall Green is playing. Tyron Woodley was supposed to play another villain. There was rumors of uh, they're they're buying up Nightwatch comic books, which is this really obscure Spider-Man uh, character to put him in. So I'm kind of confused and nervous. Uh, but I just like that he's in the You'll suit. Love it. He's I'm gonna. I like that no, he's, he's in the suit a lot. Jerk off all over that. Look, <laughs> he's in the suit. He's the, you know you're, the guy. You're, you're jerking that. off on, about set photos of him in a suit. Wait, I how, mean this the suit's different. He gets it from Tony Stark. He has eye problems all of a sudden that he can't see without goggles. I mean, this is not Spider Man. Is, this is a this is a complete not a completely different thing, but this is as different as the Mark Webb one, as different as the Sam Raimi one. It's not the one, and it won't be the one until they actually are faithful to Spider-Man. I will concede, Rugs, that it's not our Spider-Man. No, it's but uh, they're not by a long shot. It's but it's it's Spider-Man. So whatever. Look, I'm gonna end. <laughs> I'm gonna end this on a kind of a sad note. Speaking of the Sam Raimi oh, Spider-Mans, uh, actor Bill Nunn uh, recently died this week, age 62. He was Robbie Robertson in all the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Oh shit! But uh, one of his greatest roles in Spike Lee's fucking best movie ever, Do the Right Thing, Radio Raheem is dead. Fucking Radio Raheem, who was awesome. Uh, uh, Anthony, you ever seen Do the Right Thing? No. You have not seen Do the Right Thing? That's Sp- Spike Lee's best movie, along with Malcolm X. He's great, and I would do his lines all the time where he goes he goes into a bodega. He's carrying around a giant boombox that takes like 20D batteries. And he's like, give me some batteries. And then the Korea owners are like, how many batteries you want? He goes, D, motherfucker. 20, motherfucker. How many batteries? It's Oh, it's so good. Fucking Radio Rahim. Oh, yeah, that's world famous. Radio Rahim. And uh, watch Do the Right Thing if you haven't seen it, millennials. Fucking culture yourself. 20, motherfucker. 20. <laughs> so rest in, uh, I like, and then Spike Lee tweeted, rest in power, uh, uh, Bill Nunn, which was kind of nice. So. Radio Rahim and Robbie Robertson. All right, moving on. Doctor Strange coming out soon, November 4th. We have a fourth trailer, an IMAX trailer. Uh, There's some footage we've already seen. This one kind of shows you more of these crazy. It's shorter. And it was, it's highlighting like the trippy, weird set pieces, but it's got a couple of really bits and some funny bits. Like Wong mentions the Avengers. I love that line where he's like the Avengers deal with the physical threats we're here to to protect us from mystical threats. I was like, that's badass. You see a lot of magic in this trailer. 
And then I like the joke at the end. What do you guys think with between Doctor Strange and Casellas, where he's like, Mr. And then Benedict goes, Doctor. He goes, Mr. Doctor? He goes, yeah, it's strange. Uh, you see, <laughs> is this the Dan Harmon rewrite? Are we seeing? I love how they're putting in a little bit of humor and then all this crazy fucking wacky mystical shit. We got to see, the, it looks like they're finished with some of the mind-bending trippy stuff because we got to see a lot more of it. Yeah. Like, I like the, the building, like, kind of like twisting and curling oh, around. So cool. So there was a lot of, a lot of good images. Another solid trailer. It was short. Yeah. So, I feel good about this movie. Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. I'm really Hopefully impressed. I'm impressed with like the humor that they're still able to bake in. And, you know, as far as the Inception uh, comparisons, like I saw this other article where they pointed to Doctor Strange panels from like the 60s and 70s that were doing this bendy city folding thing then. So they're going back to the Ditko roots for this and uh, and trying to be true to it. And then... I found this other interesting article on Screen Rant. Doctor Strange may introduce the Illuminati uh, to the MCU. Uh, I love the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Before I, let me read this. And Anthony, you can tell us who the Illuminati is. But basically, uh, he's slip. Benedict Cumberbatch, in an interview, he was talking about uh, Doctor Strange and he let it slip. He's like, I think playing any iconic role when you're stepping into big shoes in the shadow of people who have come before you and can't process that in a movie to movie basis. I'm excited to see where the Illuminati and whatever else might happen, how that works and where it ends up. Why would he say that? Is that a confirmation? No. Why would he say the Illuminati? Because he knows that that's, it could go there at some point. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. Uh, Anthony, for listeners who maybe don't know this uh, secret society in the MCU or in the Marvel universe, the Illuminati, what can you tell us about that? Um, The Illuminati is basically a group of heroes that represent different factions of the Marvel universe. You have Iron Man, you have uh, sometimes you have Black Panther, Professor X, Dr. Strange, Mr. Fantastic. Um, You've had Beast in there, Black Bolt, Namor. They all represent different aspects of the Marvel universe and they meet in secret to basically run the world and take, get get warn each other of threats that are happening and they make huge world bend world decisions. Uh, Captain America has been in the Illuminati. The only thing that uh, might hold back the MCU from fully doing the Illuminati is they don't have Mr. Fantastic. They don't, they have, don't have Professor X. And they don't have Beast. They yeah, have so a lot they, they, of the other but They have a lot of the other guys, so they yeah. could probably make it work still. You could bring in a Namor. You could bring in a Black Bolt. Look, just like real life, like the Bilderberg group, there's an Illuminati that's actually controlling everything. Just believe it, people. Believe the conspiracy. Uh, but they're great because they, you know, they're morally gray. They right. the, 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 things they, the things they deal with aren't just things that have to be punched and kicked. These are things that are, you know, save, you know, kill one to save millions sort of thing. I mean, like, the, that last great storyline yeah. was they were destroying uh, universes, multiverses. They had to destroy to protect their own. And that's like that is a hard uh, decision to make. Do I destroy another whole universe? The, the stuff they deal with usually has to do with question, you know, what it w- makes you question what is a hero, what is a villain, what is the gray area, what's it really like to run the world, stuff like that. Good stuff. I would love to see them sometime. There was a mini series, right? There was, and then they yeah, there was a mini series where they retcon that the Illuminati had been here since uh the Kree Skull War. And then they brought back the Illuminati. Hickman brought him back about four or five years ago for his storyline. So, yeah. Then they've been recently 
There's an Illuminati book now that has nothing to really do with the Illuminati. Ah, but it's the new, yeah. It's still pretty fresh. And you know, he could have just let the word slip. Maybe there's uh something else he's referring to in the movie, but you say Illuminati to fucking Marvel fans, you're gonna get it. Uh, oh shit. So in the existing MCU, you would who would you put in the Illuminati? Well, you got Steve Rogers. Okay. Uh, I don't think he would do the Illuminati. Even uh, in the comics, he's always. It would definitely kind of be Stark and Strange. Stark and, Stark and Strange. Strange. Maybe uh, the Vision. I don't know. You could have the Vision in there. You'd have to. Who would, would you I replace would, those? I would. With? I would go Stark, Strange. If they ever Banner. make the human Inhumans, no, I wouldn't go Banner. No. I'd go Black Bolt. Yeah. Banner's a loose cannon that mm. he doesn't represent shit. He's smart um, as shit there. Yeah, uh, you would go Panther, Panther, and then what I would do is I would instead of having, you'd go Namor if you could get Namor. But then you would also go, instead of X-Men, I would throw in like a, a Loki or some wild card like that. Oh. Like someone to represent Asgard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we could be introduced to someone in Ragnarok that could be that person. Listen, they're very close to forming a cinematic. Yeah, they, they have enough. They have enough to do an Illuminati. I mean, they did They did less with less with the Civil War. They had less with the Civil War. And that's right. That, so. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. That's good. Maybe we'll see it. Get it done, Marvel. Let's move on to some TV news. Uh, you guys, we finally get to see on-screen TV Teen Wolf Superman in action. Geek Boner. Uh, yeah, I saw a trailer. Supergirl has released a couple of clips, a couple of teasers. Uh, the one I like is it starts with Clark and Metropolis, and there's always a plane crashing, which is the only fucking. That's how the whole show started. There's a plane crashing. There's it's, a lot of plane crashes. This, I guess, it's a shuttle. You saw the clip of uh, Superman helping out Kara save the shuttle. Yes. What'd you yes. think? Super Cuban. It's good. It is super Cuban. <laughs> He's so Cuban, Pete. I don't I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was, you know, it's cutesy. It's uh. He's a little weird looking in in the suit. He's not as big as I thought he'd be, but yeah. I actually didn't mind. I thought she kind of liked it and made me excited for the show, or at least that episode. Yeah, I mean, he'll be in a couple episodes right off the bat, but I love like where he's like lickety split, and then you could just imagine Perry White yelling at him, going, "Nobody says that." And then he does the Great Caesar's ghost uh, mention, and then just like when he shows up, he's like, "Hey, how's it going? Need some help?" Like he doesn't just come in and be a man and take over. He just hangs there and asks her, and she's like, "This is uh, this is a job for the both of us." He's like, "Absolutely," and he goes and like, I was like, "I already like this guy better than Henry Cavill Superman." Like, this is a great Superman. Yeah. I've always envisioned. I like the Christopher Reeves version, and I like this. I've always envisioned Superman being kind of corny. Yes, he's like, cheesy, like that cute. Like he's cheesy, but yeah. he's like he's like dad cheesy, yeah. like not like unlikable cheesy, but dad cheesy, and I, and this kind of has that vibe. This his big brother cheesiness. Someone took that clip and they cut it together with John Williams score from the Superman movies. And goddamn, that really hits good. Like, it's so perfect. I really think I'm going to like this Superman. Also, in this other teaser, they name drop fucking Gotham. Oh, shit. This, the, this there's a family walking away from wreckage. They're like, we're moving back to Gotham. It's in the fucking trailer. Yeah, I saw that. So saw that what too. does this mean? Is there a fucking Batman in this CW worse? They should be because why can't, if you can put Superman in a show. Right? Why can't you put Batman? I don't even know why they're doing a Supergirl show. They should be doing a Superman show, but whatever. He may get a spinoff off this, but I feel like, look, if, because maybe because of Gotham, like, if Gotham gets canceled next season, 
Uh, how about you make a Batman show on CW yeah, and add that? I, I would assume that they can tease Gotham, but I think they, there might be a contract with Fox where Fox has exclusive TV rights to, to the Batman character until that show inevitably burns in hell. I, I just love that they put, they mentioned Gotham. Like this is I'm I, this got me excited for like the CW Flashpoint Supergirl uh new universe she's gonna be in. I'm I'm excited for the I don't know if you have it mentioned here, but the eventual four episode crossover. Oh, I got I got some details about okay. uh, who the villain is and we'll get into that when we talk about I know about Flash it, we'll, we'll wait and arrow. Uh let's move on to uh Marvel on Netflix. We are pending just hours away the release of Luke Cage. It uh where this is uh today's Thursday, September 29th. It'll be out at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um are you, anybody going to stay up to watch it? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excited, but I'm not going to stay up and, and get be tired for work. Not that, when I start watching this, I want nothing to be on the schedule. Yes. I want to be able to Luke Cage it all day. So, listener, by the time you hear this, you've probably already binged a lot of it, or half of it, or some of it. But David Mobley, and if you haven't, what the fuck have you been doing? Yeah, just stop this podcast and go watch that and come back. But David Mobley, our great Twitter buddy, uh, he sent us a question about Jessica Jones. He says, "When does season two of Jessica Jones come out?" It got me on a little cyber hunt. I found a couple of interesting details. I found a tweet from the senior writer for Entertainment Weekly, uh, Natalie Abrams, and she writes, Marvel Netflix schedule, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, then second and third seasons of other shows, and Punisher. So we have that kind of skeleton, but then there's another article saying Daredevil is not going to come back until 2018. So that's going to push all those other things back. Uh, so I thought we would get a Jessica Jones like late 2017, 2018. But it's uh, if they can do, they need to do three shows a year. Also, Netflix has said they're they're moving towards 50% original content, which is only good news for these shows because they're going to need more shows. For sure. I, wait I, I, so wait, The ahead. Defenders is coming out at the tail end of 2017? Yes. Okay. We'll have Iron Fist. Is that what they, that's what you said? Yeah. We'll have Iron Fist, then Defenders. Tail end of 2017? Uh, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It would be around this time then. Next year. Right. And yeah. then okay. and then whether, you know, you, you'd you go back to the beginning and do Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and then add a Punisher. Or, I, or I wonder what well, Punisher's already done some casting. So I'd assume that's got to be coming up pretty. They've done some casting. They may the next be year or so. In production. So that's very exciting for the Netflix. Uh, going back to the Luke Cage, we have a final Luke Cage trailer release, which right now is the only thing uh, you know I can sink my teeth in until tomorrow when I can actually watch the first episode. But this, you guys see this trailer? It's another great fucking trailer. Saw that as well. I love the little uh, cameo of Stan Lee. Did you catch that? He was like on a poster at the end. No, I didn't see that. At the very end, right before, and I love Method Man, of course. Oh, Method Man uh, has a great little cameo, but this, you know, you you finally get to see that painting behind uh, Cottonmouth, and it's Biggie Small's portrait with a giant crown, as if like this. He 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 he's basing his life on Biggie Small's, or everything he's doing is in honor of Biggie. I love the hip hop. I love that hip hop heads will be excited to watch once they watch the show. Like, I really hope they give it a chance and it turns them on to comic books. Like there's so many great, uh, other audiences. This thing is going to hit. 
Yeah, I, I would. I would. I mean, I was. Uh, I like the trailer because it kind of focused a little bit on Cottonmouth. Yes, and I enjoyed and, that. And Alfred Woodard enjoyed character. the comedy at the end. Alfred Woodard's character. Yeah, you got to see a little bit more of the villains instead of Luke Cage just throwing people around. So while he's walking into this bodega at the very end, there's a poster outside with Stanley's face, and it says, "See a crime? Report it," uh, which is pretty funny. And then the whole uh, Method Man giving him his hoodie and taking the bullet hole hoodie was. Was great. Well, yeah. my favorite one is like, you that guy. No, you that guy. You the guy. Oh, you the. He's like, sweet Christmas. I love that. And then the most exciting thing that just got posted is the opening credits to the show. Geekboard. Now, we've talked about how we love the opening credits to these shows. Daredevil has a great one that fits the show. I love Jessica Jones' uh, one. It definitely fit the show. Uh, I'm going to play the music in the background while we discuss these credits. And compared to... The other uh, two series, what did you guys think overall? Does this Is this another killer opening credit scene? I feel like I'm going to make a baby to this music. <laughs> it's very sexy. I love it. I mean, this very, is very like, it feels like 70s shaft. I mean, maybe that's just no, definitely. I'm not cultured, but it's, yeah, that's what it feels like. I do. Like black exploitation yeah. uh, theme music. I love the vibe. I mean, original score by Ali Shaheed Muhammad from A Tribe Called Quest. Already you see this orange, warm red uh, color palette. Very Harlem. A lot of Harlem. Love the Harlem. Love the Malcolm X Boulevard. The overlays of the, the street signs over his fucking muscly, veiny body. You want to know what I really think? Yeah. It's very well done. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to skip it after the first episode. Yeah, it doesn't. It's fucking too long. It's it, a minute ten. <laughs> I, it doesn't really get you, like, hyped. Like, yeah, I, I would have, yeah. like, done, like, a remix version of this with a hip-hop beat behind it. It's I would have gone thirty seconds. It's a minute. Yeah. yeah, it's a minute eleven. It's very. It's a very mellow groove. It doesn't like the Jessica Jones one built to something. Yes, at least. yes. It had this a crescendo. This one just kind of meanders on and gets a little bit more intense as it goes, but it doesn't. I would have liked to have maybe that first uh, theme go for a little bit and then get some hip hop drums in there. Let's get like a skip beat in there. You know what I mean? That's, that's, not, cool. that's not bad. I did enjoy how the Jessica, that's one of the things I liked about Jessica Jones is that it crescendoed and then it got crazy and it kind of, it was perfect for the show. I, my favorite still is the daredevil one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that one's awesome. but, but they're all, but they're all good. I mean, they're, 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 they're I'm not nitpicking on these. This these is are, the tone of this show though. We're going to, I think we got, you know, we're going to go in and it's like a mellow, heavy street show, but rugs. I love your suggestion. Like had they break it in with like a hard boom bat old school hip hop beat and maybe some lyrics. I don't know. That could have been cheesy. Like rapping. I don't, about I don't, I don't know about lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. Maybe not lyrics, but I, I don't know about lyrics, but yeah, like rug boy said, if you went that jazz beat and then threw in like a hip hop symbol, bass, snare drum or something like that, that would have been fun. I love, yeah. I love the jazz. Uh, the, this, I love this vibe though. I love this, this tempo also. It was kind of like weird. Like, he, like he's basically you see Luke Cage frozen in time yeah. or very slowly moving. He's punching. Yes. And then he ends up punching the logo. Yes. And uh, I would have liked to maybe had a little bit. I don't know. It is weird. He's kind of just floating in a void. Yeah, I would have had him be, uh, been, been active. Maybe like, you know, him spinning. And then every once in a while you hear like a like a punch. But it is in similar vein of the other uh Netflix openings where you don't really have, you not know, a lot of movement. There's not a lot of movement. There's not a lot moving around yes. like an object. And they're all there's no actors really in there. They're if they are they're like they're painted or they're drawn. No, Seems no, like I a lot mean, of I mean just kind of like uh the camera's moving. So yeah. right, the camera's moving. Anyway, the 
you could actually, I don't know, imply action without actually. Yeah. Doing That's true. It. it could have picked up a little bit, I guess, but uh, it seems like these intros are given to like program, like not programmers. I don't know what the word would be, but people on that are at a computer and they're just like, go to work, just <laughs> fucking do something crazy. They're well done though. I mean, it's still on par with like HBO shows. The fucking intros. It's, yeah. It's great. Yeah, uh, last little interesting note about Luke Cage. Turns out that uh, they were going to actually do Iron Fist first. Luke Cage was going to come after Iron Fist in a recent interview. Showrunner Cheo Coker uh, said that uh, after the character debuted on Jessica Jones, Marvel changed their mind. They, he says, Marvel went from we're going to take our time to let's flip it and do Luke Cage first, Coker said. We've got this great concept, and this guy is leaping off the screen. Let's follow the momentum. I like that they're kind of flexible about this, and they uh, they were able to still make quality and capitalize on it makes sense. They should have done this first anyways. Yeah. I mean, Jessica Jones You're tying it, it together. Yeah. Plus with the, the way it is right now with all the violence and black lives matter. Yeah. If this show, I don't know, you know, we haven't seen the show, right. so who knows what, what uh, agenda it's going to have or what kind of uh, themes it's going to have. But if it does have the themes, I think it's going to have, then this is very appropriate for the time that we're in right now. Yeah. I'm so, I, I mean, I think it worked out that they, they flipped it in this first. Well, look, listener next week, uh, well, you'll probably hear our initial thoughts uh, as we'll probably have watched all or a lot of it uh, by the next recording. Uh, one last thing in the news segment, guys. Uh, well, I want to mention it relates back to our What the Fuck Happened episode, uh, which is a great series we do with Matt Delhauer from the Ginger Geek blogs, where we take a shitty superhero movie and kind of deconstruct it and talk about the behind the scenes, find out what happened. Our last one was episode 128, Green Lantern. And in that one... You know, every time we talk about the origin, Abensur spaceship, everyone is like, why the fuck was he in a spaceship? Why was Abensur in a spaceship? Well, turns out, thanks to this article uh, Delhauer posted, tweeted to us, that it's been explained uh, twice oh, before why he's in a spaceship. And? Uh, give us the Cliff Notes version? Yes. Yeah, so two people did it. So Alan Moore and Danny O'Neill in Green Lantern Corps Annual 2, sorry, Kevin O'Neill, Alamore Kevin O'Neill did a story set in the past where Abin Sur is forced to go on a rescue mission on the dark planet of Gismalt. And while he's there, the demons who were stuck on the planet mess with his head and they gave him a prophecy of his death. They pretty much told him, you know, your ring is going to run out at some point and you're going and, and to die. Which caused him to go, while going on this mission, uh, to take a spaceship because he knew his ring was going to go out, but okay. they, they were kind of screwing with him. They put doubt in his head. He ends up taking a spaceship on this mission because he's not sure, but turns out that that's exactly what happened. But uh, even before in 1962, Green Lantern 16 writer Gardner Fox uh, wrote a backup story drawn by Gil Kane and Murphy Anderson, which is a weirder reason why Abbott Sor was in a spaceship. He, he was captured by these group of energy beings who are drawn like these fucking shitty star burst things and they control people's minds. So he was capturing all of them. One of them gets away. It tracks down Albin and controls his mind uh, and tells him to go into a spaceship and uh, fly off back home. He's trying to escape, but actually Albin knows he's in there and he's playing along and uh, he ends up defeating the, 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 the thing uh, but then, by then, he's caught in Earth's yellow rays, 
zaps all the battery and that's a stretch, dude. That one, that second one, the original that's one a is a really, it's really weird. That's the second one already lost me. <laughs> the second that's one that's from that's that's total like 60s, 70s yeah, just to come up with something it's golden absurd age, like that. silver age stuff. Yeah, I've been the first not one is so better. sure. <laughs> I've been sore once after I did. Hey, Anthony's been sore from CrossFit. We've all yeah. been sore. Yeah. What do you think? Very true. The first explanation, I guess, which is I, well, one of them is canon. That first one, this is why Abin Sur was in a spaceship. First one works better. I mean, they're both. I mean, if he flew a spaceship once, does that really make him in a spaceship? <laughs> I mean, is that canon? Uh, I don't know. It's a, they're well, DC, I, mean, I hate when people. Especially when, but when you're dealing with DC, yeah. they change their canon all the time. It's so it doesn't really fucking matter. But that's a, this is the thing I. I just want. I'm gonna go a sidebar right now. I'm sorry. But, okay. Um, here's the rugdown. Okay, anyway, hold but, on. Uh, there you go. Here's the rugdown. See, this is the thing with with canon in general. Okay, I feel like you have to take the sum of everything, and then that's what you go with. You don't go with the fact that one time a, a thing happened. Because think about this: comics go on for imperturity. There's like. Fucking a million comics, and so they get bored. They get run out of shit, so they do something weird every once in a while. And then, but that doesn't mean that that's now the status quo. Like the Abinsur drove a ship once. Now he drives a ship all the time, or whatever. They, whatever. Like I remember that uh, we talk about Godzilla. Like Godzilla, like flew once, like with his breath. So now he can fly. Yeah. No, I mean, like <laughs> you do it once. It's a one-off, and then you don't. You, you don't ever do it again. It's just a stupid thing but, that you do. But once. this is kind of different in the sense that they're they're going back into their history and you know adding to it, setting things up. In fact, that version where this this being tells him prophecies, uh, they went and. No, no, used, I understand all that. Know, I'm just saying that these people that come out and apologize for stupid shit, uh, it doesn't make sense in the context of a movie and pointing out that it's canon. Because if it's a one-off issue or what one story that had happened in the in the scope of like thousands of issues that have come out, like I hate that. Like he doesn't need he's just because he's supposed to be in a ship. It does, yeah, doesn't just, need to be. You do the sum of everything. How many is, is Abin Sur always in a ship? Then 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 you put that in canon. Just this one time when yeah. he uh, the his his ring ran out I of power that. and he died and then he found Hal. Yeah, so I'm done with I'm <laughs> done with that shit. With people apologists coming out with like a, 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 like an exception to the rule, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. This is you know what we're talking about about the context of everything. Uh yeah, but I like that we find I finally got an answer to this question. Like, there's something in there that's really arbitrary, but you know, you're always wondering why the fuck is he in the ship? By the way, listener, I made a meme. Uh, actually, Rugboy and I made our first meme. It was a combined joint effort, wasn't it, Rugs? Oh, the Harambe meme. Yeah, where did this start? You had a tweet about Green Lantern. Oh yeah, because we're, we we had just done the Green Lantern thing, and uh, I was getting into the Harambe thing, <laughs> and then I just was making a tweet, and I said, you know what? I wish that Harambe would have gotten that because he was he's a hero, you know. Harambe is a hero. Yeah, he's a tragic hero, but he's a hero. He had a, he had the will of a hero. So uh, he should have gotten the ring. He should have gotten the ring. He lived long enough. He he died a hero. He didn't live long enough. He didn't to live, become, become a villain. Yeah. And look, listener, if you also want to know what that looks like, just visit the show notes for this episode. Jockadir.com slash 131. Let's get this meme trending. There's an image in you, there. Do you guys even know the Harambe, like where this originated from? Uh, Well, I mean. Besides the fact that he, he got, got shot, shot in the zoo. Well, no, I just know that, that it's a meme and people yeah. are doing Harambe well, shit all over the place. Where did it start, yeah. Anthony? 
there's this thing called Barstool Sports. Ah. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's a uh, like a parody website about sports, and they do all these things like Harambe for president, tits out for Harambe, dicks out for Harambe. That so it's a very oh shit yeah. So it's a very like college bro thing where they just throw Harambe in there, and then now it's obviously evolved into Deadpool. Or he should have gotten the fucking ring they, from us. See, so they just started using Harambe after he got shot. Uh, it was like a month after, and then okay. people started like rallying around Harambe. Look, my meme is very powerful. You get an image of that's Har- up there with tits out for Harambe. <laughs> it says, "I wish Harambe got that ring instead of Deadpool," and it's a quite a good Photoshop job of Harambe, amazing as Green Lantern. And you're like, "Yes!" Imagine if he had that ring. Well, he would you never got like hue his face a little green too. Fuck yeah, I did. Is there yeah. a gorilla, uh, like dude, that's a Green Lantern already? That, uh, yeah, he kind of. That's like if Grodd was a Green Lantern. It's no, but I think they're. There's got to be a gorilla green lantern. It's got to be like There's a monkey. Probably. All right, fanboy yeah. who f- dug up the, the thing about Abin Sir, f- figure that one out. I mean, the gorilla. <laughs> There's got to be a monkey green planet lantern. and the lantern of the monkey planet will look I mean, like. There's a fish one. There's a freaking, uh, the other guy looks like a pig. <laughs> there Let- is a gorilla green lantern. Let's yes. get hashtag green Harambe lantern trending. Harambe. What's the, what's the name of this uh, gorilla green lantern? I don't know. Actually, it looks like it's just a fucking, uh. Migo dressed up in a Green Lantern. Oh, it's not it's actual. Not I'm thing. sure there's a gorilla planet. There's got to be a, a, a monkey Green Lantern. There is. There's, there are some images of them. I just don't can't figure out the names. Because we should have them fight to the death. Oh, Harambe, Harambe Lantern and the actual gorilla Green Lantern. Well, Har- oh, Harambe's, you- already, Harambe's already dead. Or maybe we should have him be renamed as Harambe. <laughs> Harambe's dead, but Harambe Lantern is quite alive yeah. in my meme at the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 131. Post the photo on your social medias. Let's Wouldn't it get- be great if we commemorate Harambe by actually making him into canon, into ca- a character? Oh my God. And then like DC writes it in, like Simon yeah. Baz and Jessica uh, Cruz find Harambe. My, my only question is, does the ring grow in size when it goes to a new person? Yeah. Because I'd assume Harambe's finger is a lot bigger. Yeah. A lot, lot more girth on that finger. Or or would it go to his toe? Because it, like gorillas, their hands and their feet are oh, big. This is a shit. good question. This there, is a question for her. Well, because there's some, aren't there like some slimy worm lanterns and like the ring just goes over their whole body? Right, right. Or like, uh, was it Mogo? What the fuck? Whatever that planet One's is. One's a planet. The ring is like his, as a band around a planet. Yeah. So then they had this, the ring just adjusts, huh? Well, yeah. if you have prehensile thumbs on all limbs, the ring can go wherever it wants. Yeah, but that usually ring, it's on the index finger. Listen, Justin, Justin makes these rings. They know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that is that the graduation company? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who else would make that count that that the catalog and pick out the things that define? Get, I never get your class ring. Yeah, I never bought any of that crap. I was like, well, why? Yeah, only fucking tool bags. Who now bought that shit? Class ring. Like, yeah, mine had like a, bags, mine like had a, a, a bottle of alcohol on one side. <laughs> on the other side, it had tits. Ew, and the, <laughs> I didn't know those were options. Yeah, in you the, can, in, the the in the back of the catalog. Oh, it was a secret. And then don't you run across people who are wearing their fucking high school Jostens oh, ring? Oh, that's the worst. And you're like, oh, I can't talk to yeah, you. Yeah, they... I'm sorry. You have to leave now. They usually those have never left that... They usually have never left the suburb that they're in. Oh, yeah. And they just go to that local townie bar and wear their fucking Letterman's jacket still. Hey, I'm yeah. kind of a townie. I resemble that remark. I do not wear a ring, a high school ring. How are you a townie? You went You went to college away from school. I guess, but then I came back to that town I grew up in. 
That's fine. That does, oh, so that, I'm not a townie? Is that how that works? I feel better. Yeah, as long as, you, as long as you have left. I've left. Okay. Oh, my God. I feel so and, much But better. if you're living like in a big city, then it's different. You're too. a boomerang townie. I'm a boob. That's the term, isn't it? I'm a boomy townie. You're just a boob. <laughs> I'm just a big oh, fucking boob. Bro, do you even podcast? <laughs> All right, look. That's the end of the news <laughs> section. Let's move on. After these messages, we'll be right Hey, Imran. Hey, Rugboy. Wouldn't it be great since we're putting out all this content that our listeners could support us? Maybe we had some kind of like website or a way for them to do that? Rugs, that's a great idea. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Jockin' Nerd. Okay, it's all set up, listener. Just visit jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Wowie zowie. Patreon is our virtual tip jar where you can donate any amount of money either per month or a nice large sum all at once and on that patreon you get bonus content as imran mentioned but if we hit certain plateaus every month we improve our production quality we get better equipment we get on more platforms it only helps us so please get on to patreon.com slash jock and nerd or jock and slash patreon and support the show i hear change jingling in your pocket don't fucking fuck me over guys do it it's not just any day it's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at HighVoltageRadio.com. And always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Hey, everyone. If you're into creepy with attitude, you've got to check out the DXR, Dead X Radio, right here, Saturdays from 4 to 7. Right, guys? Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk to you about everything from ghosts to aliens to Bigfoot to conspiracy theories. Bigfoot being kidnapped by aliens. Ghosts going long for the ride. We're going to be raw, going to be raunchy. That does mean we're going to talk about anal probing, right? Definitely. Definitely. Are we looking for Bigfoot? Guys? 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 The Jock and Nerd Podcast. I don't know why I hit that. Okay, look, you fuckers. Flash and Arrow are coming back this week. Wait, I just have to interrupt you, Imran. Yeah. You say this is the end of the news section. I'm looking at our notes right now. This says, the Flash and Arrow preview news. Yeah, it's a focus. So we're doing more news. It's, it's not the end of the news section, you asshole. It's an f- undercover asshole. Remember, hashtag undercover <laughs> asshole. I, I just want to establish we're doing just, more news. I'm living up to my secret. Why are you identity. lying to our fans? Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to spin it like Donald Trump spins his whole fucking life. Uh, okay. You just have to interrupt us all the time this and say, nope, not true. Wrong. 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 <laughs> Apparently, if you say wrong while someone's talking, it absolutely negates didn't anything like, they were saying. Didn't you like, like almost like blow the microphone or really and say it like really uh, like lightly? Like wrong. No, he would lean in and just be like, wrong. But like, it's the funniest fucking thing, dude. I don't know how Saturday Night Live could top that. They oh, just they- have to read it verbatim, line for line, word yeah, for word. They really just have to do it. Holy again. shit, what a joke. Okay, so some more news. But really, this is just, I want to know if you guys are excited for Flash and Arrow. Let's start with Flash. You guys excited for Flash Season 3 coming back? Flash dance. Are you, are you doing a little <laughs> Flash dance over there for post-Flashpoint Flash. It's going to be interesting because it's Flashpoint, I guess, and there's going to be like an alternate reality and, you know, and he's going to have his parents there and he's going to get a chance to 
to take control of his life and it's going to all unravel. Let's and- let's do a quick poll. Real quick. Don't have to say why. Out of the four CW shows, mm. rank order right now, what you're most excited for, what you're least Oh, for. snap. I'll start. Okay. I'll go Flash, um, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm, I'm probably right there with Anthony. I, I was going to go Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So Legends yeah, of Tomorrow. Yeah, maybe Imran's is better. Very, it might be better, too. Very interesting rundown. Look, well, so when we come back from this Flashpoint, there's going to be two Flashes. Wally West will be the Flash, and and there's a new trailer where it's kind of cute. He calls him, he goes, oh, you're like a kid Flash. And then Wally's like, don't call me that. Uh, but Barry's going to start to forget who the fuck he was until they reset this thing back. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith will have another episode, and we have some hints at some of the villains from his episode title and stuff he's revealed. So his episode title is titled Killer Frost, uh, which means Killer Frost is coming back. He also... He also says Dr. Alchemy will be in his episode. And as far as there's a bunch of villains, we're going to get to meet Dr. Alchemy. I just said being one black flash may or not be back. We, we, you know, we saw uh, the reverse flash kind of die and turn into a black flash. I would love for them to bring him back. There's a character named Magenta. There's a character named Savitar who is another speedster. He's going to be a big bad and the rival, which is, Earth 2's original Jay Garrick's reverse flash. So a lot of, a lot of fucking, guys that run fast. A lot of speedsters. Uh, I think Harry Potter fans might enjoy, uh, they reveal the look at Tom Felton uh, and he looks way fucking different. And these pictures, I don't know if you guys saw these pictures. There's a weird, uh, there might be some spoiler in this thing because it's like an investigation scene. But look at what they're investigating. It's like a empty molten shell of a person like oh, yeah, you know how snakes like shed their body like it looks like that but it's a fucking person so i was like what the fuck is going on there he he looks way different though Dra- draco malfoy so i think a lot a lot of potterheads might be excited to see him and, and they're going to do a musical crossover with uh supergirl Un- unfortunately i don't know do we want to see this we're singing and dancing i mean they're all from fucking glee <laughs> I think this is a terrible idea. <laughs> they're all they're, they're all from Glee. I actually don't mind it, but that's I, that just makes me laugh the way you said that. <laughs> I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer did an episode that was a yes. musical. Yeah. And I hated that one. You didn't too. like that one? Be, I mean, it's all right. I mean, whatever. I mean, Buffy is a lot sillier. It has some silly episodes, so it's it's okay. And there was a lot of humor in Buffy. Yeah. There's a humor in this. They've, I like what they said. They've said that they're working on an original song for the episode. There was even rumors that composer Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy who wrote fucking Hamilton, might create the crossovers track. Uh, but Berlanti kind of brushed off those rumors. But that would be fucking great. Get him to write an original song for a Supergirl Flash musical crossover. Holy crap. Do you like, do you like when superheroes and musicals mix? Look, in the, like in terms of Buffy, I like when they take an episode and get a little wacky and try something. There's nothing wrong with it. Let's see. Let's see what it happens. It depends on the. I mean, I think Supergirl was already pretty fluffy to begin with. Yeah, that show. Yeah. So that might work. Flash, the character's kind of goofy. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's probably not a good idea, but whatever. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So the, <laughs> it's just stupid. 
That, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it ultimately is, but I feel like they're like, look, we have all these singing and dancing motherfuckers. We might as well what's, get uh, some what's, music what's, out of Wally West, Iris, not Iris West, Joe West. He Joe, he, he's actually he, a good yes, singer, Yes, right? he can sing. Grant Gustin, Melissa Bemoist, ben, uh, and probably the rest of them are all, they all come from musicals. Uh, those Stranger Kids, Stranger Things kids are also, they can sing really well. They're done a lot of Broadway. Uh, everybody can Tom find Holland, them. I think, was Broadway. Too. Yes, he played uh, the dancing fuck. What was that kid's name? The dancing uh, <laughs> The little. Billy what? Elliot? Billy Elliot, that's him. Oh, the yeah. little blonde dancing fuck on Broadway. Uh, Tom Holland played, which is <laughs> this is why you can do all these flips and shit. The dancing fuckboy. The dancing fuck. <laughs> oh, there's your fuckboy mention. Thank you, millennials. That's for you. Uh, so, yeah, Flash. Very exciting to see how this Flashpoint affects the rest of the shows. All The rest of the shows being Arrow Season 5. Now, the longest running CW show. Yet there is an awesome new trailer. Longest dubbing of, of the Berlanti Of the Berlanti, the yeah, one that kind of... There's longer-running CW shows. Well, that's true. Um, the, in Berlanti CW-verse, the one that started it all, they they put out a new trailer called Breaking the Rules. And I, the reason I put Arrow second is I wasn't excited until I saw this recent trailer. There's a lot of cool... Uh, there's great action. It's darker. Uh, Oliver mentions that killing... Maybe back on the table. Oh shit! But are they are they affected by the flashpoint, or we don't know yet? We don't know, but I think I'll get into that in a little bit over the crossover. I think it will affect all the shows. It really has to. You can't just keep it to one show. I think Flashpoint is the reason that you know Supergirl is going to be in their universe. They're going to have to explain that somehow. Or you could also go with like the fact that this is like a divergent timeline, so ah. stuff could be happening in an alternate timeline that doesn't affect. What's happening here until much later or something like that? Whoa, that just made my head hurt a little bit. Yeah, it does. It's it, <laughs> when you. I mean, we we thought time travel was fucking mind bending. Yes. When you get into fucking alternate universe you, and, and resetting, future, yeah, Jesus Christ! So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So in Arrow, this trailer, there's a fucking shitload of people we're gonna see. New Team Arrow, uh, formed by Wild Dog, Ragman, Artemis, and Mister Terrific, trying to get into the into the biz, and Diggle will be back. Uh, this is a pretty cool team arrow and you see Thea also as speedy. So that's a pretty dope vigilante street team. And then in terms of villains, they show you Dolph Lundgren in this trailer, uh, Prometheus at the end, which is that crazy dark archer. And I think Oliver causes his origin somehow. Uh, Cody Rhodes, still unnamed character, Cody Rhodes wrestler, uh, the bad guy vigilante. And I will get into this death stroke. Oh, will be making oh, appearance Whoa. in Arrow season five. And also dude from Walking Dead, Tyrese, Chad Coleman is playing Tobias Church on season five. So it's going to be, we'll be like, hey, this is this Walking Dead. What is this? It's going to be fun. No, nah, I'm not going to think that. You're not going to think that at all? <laughs> he no, he has this, forgot about him. He has the same facial hair in in this show that he had on Walking Dead. Like he, he looks just the same. I, I'm watching the trailer right now. And I actually have to say, I, I'm not, I'm hearing just a little bit of the sound. I'm, cool with them going back to that dark tone that's what yes. worked for arrow yes and if they could go like a little more brutal than flash i think that might work in terms of tone and uh yeah you need vibe. to like add variety to these shows like yes you have to be different from each other and i, I think that one of them should be a little bit dark yes and it should be this one this is your batman show i love that they're going going back to the first season thing of uh him killing again like you know, there's a line in the trailer where Thea's like, you know, Laurel wouldn't want you to do this. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, the dead have no choices or have no voice. 
like the, Laurel's death has pushed him back over the edge uh, of killing people. And we'll also find out what the fuck she told him. I'm hoping uh, in that one scene right before she seized out. So this is a good trailer, right? Like Dude, this. it's uh, the action looks great. It's gritty. It's dark. It, the that, costumes aren't cheesy. No. And the Prometheus, his voice is awesome. Like it's a very personal villain. Uh, he just wants to take down Arrow because he probably created him. Uh, this is why I was like, I got suddenly more excited for Arrow season five. Uh, and the second, I, I have to agree. Right? I, I just watched that. And I was very skeptical. I think I ranked it third. Yes. I'll jump it up to second. Right. That's, I think they can really get back. Here's what, here's some other good bits of information that really made me, well, feel you know, good. Here, but before you get in the yeah. bits though, just real quick, they really went off the rails with the Olicity stuff. Then last, this past season with the magic, yes. like that's just not arrow. No, that's not, that's not. No one gives a fuck about magic they when you're watching it well either. No, yeah. they didn't know how to handle it. Poorly handled and it was, didn't fit. So and it, it was, yeah. a, it was two strikes. Anthony, speaking of Felicity in that trailer, there's a really quick shot of Felicity kissing another dude. Oh, yeah. That's not was that o- another dude? Yeah, That's not Oliver. Not Oliver. So maybe they could just, you know, your, their work together. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't need a love interest. I, I read an article where, cause I was really frustrated with this last season. It didn't seem like it affected, uh, Felicity that she just, yeah, killed a bunch of people. Right. But I think they're going to touch on that this season. So it that's, better, what, that's what I gathered good. from the article. Because you're right. I forgot about that. Like she diverted this missile, killed the whole town. And nobody fucking, she doesn't feel bad. Nobody's asking her about how she feels about this. Like it never happened. Right. That The writing was just a fucking mess. So, uh, you know, you're going to have flashbacks and bratva. So this week they were in production on their 100th oh, episode of Arrow. And Stephen Amell was tweeting a bunch of crazy things. Here's some of the characters that are going to be showing up at episode 100. By the way, I also thought 100 was exciting because, like, that usually means syndication. Like, the show. But I found out they lowered the syndication number. You only need 88 episodes. They count four seasons, four good seasons, 22 episodes, puts you into syndication. So What does syndication mean? Syndication means other networks can pick up and rerun and play your show. Uh, so we could have so it on... So the show will live forever. Yeah, then, just like how Seinfeld and Simpsons are on every fucking channel all the time. Sure. They can they now... Walking Dead's now on channel... Uh, yeah, channel, Walking Dead. Yep, yeah. yep. And plus, it means royalties for the. My, the, my the goddamn cast. DVR picks up Walking Dead, and I'm like, oh, it's back, and no, it's just so fucking mine too. Every time, anytime it's like it says 11 p.m. or 10 p.m., I just delete it. I'm like, why are you recording the reruns? Yeah. I said new episodes only. You goddamn DVR. Can't you program it to channel? Ah, probably. Who the fuck wants? Probably can. Dummy. But, you know, but, yeah, we're both dummies. Yeah. Blinking VCR, 12 o'clock lights. I blame this on Emron. He's the technologist, and he's. Getting this wrong. Undercover asshole. Uh, so in the 100th episode, Steve Adamel, here's who here's who we're going to see. Jamie Sheridan, who played Robert Queen. Ollie's dad will be in this episode. Okay. Uh, Laurel Lance will be in this episode. Okay. Drug dealer Anthony Venza, who is in season one, will be episode. And like I just said earlier, motherfucking Deathstroke will be in this oh, episode. Shit. Now, whether it's a hallucination or... Or a flashback or what? I don't know. Because he's still in the fucking prison island, right? Technically. Technicallys. Uh, testicles. Lee and you. So, uh, you know, I was thinking about Robert. Is Deathstroke in that trailer? No. This is how uh, Amel tweeted out a photo of him sitting on a park bench with Deathstroke in full costume. Uh, and, oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, snap. So 
That's a plus. You know, we got de- uh, uh, an on-screen Joe Manganiello Deathstroke. I think they want to kind of capitalize on that a little bit. Uh, and he's a fucking the best villain ever for Arrow. He, if they can get back to fucking season two, any at any point, if they can get back to that kind of level or close to it, then I'll be very excited for Arrow again. The, and this is, season two was its peak. This is kind of what I'm feeling is like season two Arrow. Remember, I you know what else I thought about? Remember the list in the first season, like the list of people he had to kill. Like yeah. that, that was that was just awesome. Maybe maybe this person who this person at the end, the dark arrow or whatever he is, is someone that was on that list. Oh, Prometheus. He might have killed. Yeah. And then he realized he didn't fully kill this son of a bitch. Well, I loved, I love when he was hunting down people uh, from the list. So yeah, tons of uh, new baddies and new good guys. I cannot wait. Now, Anthony, you would mention the four part superhero crossover. They are going to yes. do this. This is going to happen possibly. So the hundredth episode will be in December. Yeah, they said late November, December, the 100th episode of Arrow, I think, will be part of that four-part crossover. Cool. They, they, DC Entertainment and the CW have announced uh, the villain that will menace the heroes. And the villain now, nobody's going to know this unless you're hardcore DC. They're called the Dominators. Uh, He says, this year for our Mego Arrowverse crossover, we're taking inspiration from a DC crossover from the late 1980s known as Invasion, which featured an alien race called the Dominators who previously vexed the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Mark Guggenheim says, we're using cutting edge prosthetics and computer effects to achieve feature film quality look, which is faithful to Invasion artist Todd McFarlane's interpretation of the characters. Now, I'll tell you the only reason I remember this is if you look at this article from ComingSoon.net, they have... Uh, an image of the comic book violators. And instantly I was like, oh, that's fucking McFarlane. I, I remember that. I remember reading that. I don't remember what it was about, but I remember reading Violators that. or dominators? The dominators is what they're called. Just from, so it's like a yellow uh, alien with a red dot on his head, big teeth, long pointy fingers. Didn't but they do a, a, a version of this for the young justice. They did, except oh. it was the, um, it, was, it was the scrap. No, it was like the, uh, yeah, they the named it something, they... but the, basically the storyline was similar. Wasn't similar, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, it was Young Justice Season 2. Yeah. Here's what the Dominators do. They are a sinister, technologically advanced alien race, and they view Earth's tendency to generate superpowered people as a sign that humans may essentially evolve to be genetically superior. Of course, they cannot have that, and they decide to just kill everyone. Uh, this should be great. This four-parter... Well, like we said, it's going to air in December with Arrow episode being the 100th episode with all those people we just teased. So, man, four-part crossover, Deathstroke, all these people on Arrow. The Reach. The Reach. The reach. That's right. That was with the Blue Beetle uh, the Blue Beetle stuff, right? Yeah. And the Scarab and the Reach. And then didn't the Reach well, eventually the work with the government? Like, they became friends? Yeah, they, they, they um, infiltrated the government and a lot of shit. And that needs a third season. God damn it. Bring us third season of Young Justice. Or listen to our episode with Greg Wiseman. Yes, Big and plug. and binge Young Justice. <laughs> so no, that, that, I'm interested. I mean that that should be interesting. I mean I, I'm I'm curious to see how they pull off a four part crossover. The villain is so unknown that it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. So they can just kill off hordes of them. Isn't this how they uh, introduced uh, Savage last uh, season they, with the crossover? They, they, like they out of nowhere, but it, it was a Flash Arrow crossover, and then they. Uh, they tied that into Legends of Tomorrow, and that's how they spun into Legends of Tomorrow. 
Berlanti said in one of these uh, episodes that he he had all the scripts together. It was 180 pages of material that they have to fucking produce. So, whoo, it's going to be a good one. Uh, that's going to be exciting, and it's not too far off. So we'll get to see that before the year is out. Coming soon. Coming soon. So, goddamn, guys, you'll have uh, you will be watching the shows this week, or whether you've seen them already and watched this. They are coming back October is that this 4th week? and 5th. Flash comes back the 4th. Arrow comes back the 5th. Hey, I got I got a piece of news. All right, what you got? Go ahead. Did you hear about this? Greg Rucka said that uh, Wonder Woman's gay. Yes, uh, I did. This just comes out. Greg Rucka confirms Themyscira is a queer culture in a new interview. Now, Rugs, you've been reading this new Wonder Woman. Somewhat, yes. Have they been hinting at any of this? There has been... There has been uh, allusions to uh, relationships on the island between very hot Amazonian chicks. I mean, it kind of makes sense. So this is, I thought this is pretty fucking interesting, actually. Uh, the interviewer, Matt Santori Griffith, who is an openly gay man himself, he asked Rucka flat out if Wonder Woman is queer. Rucka wisely asked him to define the word. So he said, queer to me. Uh, may not be the same thing and as, as it is to an out gay man. The interviewer defined it as involving, although not necessarily exclusively romantic and or sexual interest towards persons of the same gender. And Rucka said, then yes. But he goes on to say, I think it's more complicated though. This is inherently the problem with Diana. We've had a long history of people for a variety of reasons, including sometimes pure titillation, which I think is the worst reason to say, ooh, look, it's the Amazons. They're gay. But when you start to think about giving the concept of Themyscira its due, the answer is how can they not be all in the same sex relationship, right? It makes no logical sense otherwise. So I, this is, I never thought about this, but I guess this is kind well, of would have been. I've always, I've always figured that, but I always thought that, okay, they're in this society and that's their world. But then uh, whatever his name is, comes, comes into Steve the Trevor. Steve Trevor yeah. comes into the picture and kind of starts to upset that, that norm. Well, and then he makes, yeah, but he makes the point that, you know, he's trying to show that she doesn't leave her home because she's finally seen a man and wants to run off with him, especially since she's likely had several meaningful relationships on the island throughout her life. According to him, she leaves because she wants to see the world. But are you really queer if you're not given the choice that, that one or the that other? That is a goddamn good question, oh, Rug. Shit. If that, if that's just your normal paradigm, how is that? Yeah, if you're yeah. in prison, maybe, maybe maybe she's queer because she's starting to like men. Ah, maybe to her Amazons, they think she's gay now because yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy it's that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's funny to me that uh, like you're like, okay, of course you figured that that's a whole all female society and right. that. Uh, but then there's in the old one in the 50, new fifty two they the Amazonians would go out and get impregnated by men. That was the, uh, the re the, the, uh, yeah, the new 52 origin was they would, they would kidnap men and get, so and now then, I'm really confused. <laughs> they so would kidnap men, fuck them and then kill them and then have their babies or something. Or as, as long as she's not made out of clay, as long as we get rid of that, I'm good. The, the only thing I would say against, not against her being gay. That's the wrong word, but, is I kind of like her relationship with Steve Trevor because mm. he's basically damsel in distress. It's yeah. a role reversal. Yeah. So she's the one taking on the male sort of role and he's huh. the one taking on the female sort of role. So I like that dichotomy and I like that that's something that might be pushed in the movies. So I, I hope they wouldn't lose that and just make her gay for the sake of being gay. Well, I really feel like that 
in the community. Um, she is an icon. Yeah, Wonder Woman is a gay icon, absolutely. Always so, has been. Because there's always that subtext of her for being in, from an all-girl island, you know, and all that stuff growing up with all girls. So there must be that to to that would probably be paradise, you know what I'm saying? So right. yeah. So it it makes sense. So, but I don't know, but the way he defined it, I thought it was kind of a weird way to define it. You know, I think she's more than just I mean, she means for like women's rights. She's a feminist. She's a you know a yeah. caring woman, you know. But then for the gay community, she's she's gay. So she can she's she can represent multiple things with absolutely, her yeah, absolutely. But but I just thought the way he explained it was kind of weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. He does say at the end, you know, in the the Amazons, the the concept of gay doesn't exist to them, which is exactly what you right. were saying, Rugs. Like it, yeah. it's not a thing until you go to the outside world. I'll tell you what, it, this does kind of make me want to pick up this Wonder Woman Rebirth title. You you talked a lot about it in the art. And uh, the art's I've, great. Yeah, I've heard. And Greg Ruck is a great writer. I should, uh, maybe I'll pick up the trade in a few months when they collect it. But uh, good thing, to, good good, uh, good topic to bring up. Good piece of news. I was, uh, was going to put this in, but then Anthony would have yelled at me for adding things. So I didn't. But thanks, Rux. <laughs> Doc and all right, let's do a little uh, this week highlights in superhero television. Uh, the only running shows currently are Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and we had our second episode of the fourth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Wait, Do you guys have anything nice to say about Gotham? Because I didn't watch it's it. It's fucking wacky. They, 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 they it's, do. Not, it's, it's not good. It's entertaining. That's mm. basically all it's you can like, say. It's definitely its own thing, but Maggie Geha, they finally brought the hotter, older Poison Ivy. She looked oh, great. She Holy she crap. She put on a green dress, and you were like, uh, God damn. Crazy. She's, she was all right. Yeah. No, I, well, she, from, <laughs> from, I don't know how they got to explain mean, on, this. Look, on, in, the, in the scope of Gotham hotness, that chick, uh, no, black yes. chick is the hottest. She definitely is the definitely hottest. Hot. And Barbara Keen sometimes can be sexy. Mm, I, a good body, I like, so they've introduced uh, Vicky Vale's aunt, Valerie Vale. She's pretty smoking. Oh, yeah. I like the Valerie uh, Vale. She was on The Real World. Lost. What? She was on The Real World. She was on a reality show? Or wow. San Francisco. One of, she's on one of the real Valerie Vale is uh she's uh, she's, oh, yeah. she's, she's Asian. Uh, yeah she was she was on Real World San Diego that's Jamie Chung she's uh, oh, dude, she's, she's fucking hot she's fucking hot on the show too and, and she probably looks I don't know how old she is she looks like she's like twenty one she, she looks old. exactly the same as yeah. when she yeah, was yeah on she is guess. not aged she, yeah. one bit yeah you got the, so you got hot. that good Asian genes Anthony you should know you're she's thirty three right. how old do I look you're gonna you think look, I look twenty eight you're gonna look twelve for the rest of your life Anthony that's, just, that's great just oh, yes you should only we should all be so lucky. But I'll agree, Theo Galvan's sister, whatever her name is, she's by far the hottest girl. This like it's worth it just to see her sometimes. Theo Galvan, uh, the yeah, his sister. What's her name? Uh, what the fuck was her name? I don't remember. I'll look her up. But oh, this we got. Uh, yes. Oh, she's fucking hot. Oh, too. she's smoking. But and yeah. they they have wow. two. There's two Bruce Waynes. Look I think. That <laughs> Sorry, sorry to fucking. There's another. There's a Bruce Wayne doppelganger who may be Thomas Wayne Jr. Like from the Court of Owls. There's an owl lady. There's fucking wacky shit. So uh, Ivy. There's a guy who ages people, and he grabbed Ivy briefly, and she fell yeah, through a sewer. Bruce Wayne age and become Batman already. He's never gonna be Batman. It's That's fucking. Stupid. It's fucking wacky entertainment. But I'm I trying to figure out this actress's name. Wait, why can't you find her name? How hard could that be? 
Tabitha Galvin? Yes, Tabitha Galvin is the character. It says Tila Dunn, but then it pulls up this child. No, this isn't fucking... That's weird. She, Tabitha, know, Tabitha she, Galvin is smoking. Uh, yeah, so I watched the show for that. Uh, just, and then Marina Bakarin. Of course the Marina Bakarin. Oh, she's back. Yeah, which is so stupid. Like, uh, Gordon goes to visit uh, Lee, and he sees her through the window with another guy. And so then he starts macking on Valerie Vale. And then at the end of that episode... Uh, Lee just comes back on a train for no reason. Cause I want my I want my old job back. My job sucks. Of course, right when he's making out with uh, Vicky Vale's aunt, she's gonna show up. Uh, it's fucking silly, but eh, fun stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about Ages of Jessica Shield. Jessica Lucas. Oh, Jessica Luke. What else has she been in? Anything good? She's a Canadian actress. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, not to what, what is what is the term? Uh, not. It's the term where you make it where you where you uh, just talk about a girl as if she's nothing, like if she's just not even a person. Oh, you mean uh, uh, I know what you're saying, like uh, talking like any guy does. <laughs> you mean like yeah. talking like any, all like, guys do? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, how guys objectify talk. a woman. Objectify. Yeah. yeah, not to completely. I wanted to get her name out there. No, yes, yes. Jessica Lucas is a, a gorgeous. Canadian. Oh, she was in Cloverfield, Covenant, uh-huh. Evil Dead, 2013. Race point Melrose place nine oh two one oh all right wow. right dude I'm telling you it's worth it just to watch her seeds so what little she's I in I don't know if I'll watch a whole show but I'll <laughs> throw some episodes with or just some clips and she's like Butch uh Butch had a relationship with her which is odd really yeah he's got a thing for her still hey at least hey fat guys can get it too right yeah and she started to have feelings he's, for him too a little he's bit. husky he's husky he's husky he's not fat big, he's big, big bone he's right. big bone yeah. shops at the husky section in Sears but right. fuck Gotham. Did you guys watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week? couple of big revelations. I didn't watch Agents I of did. S.H.I.E.L.D., but something about this is, is bugging me, but a little Uh-oh. bit. What? what? I'm, I'm loving it. What do you, what, what's wrong? I what's do wrong? like things. There's yeah. a lot of good things. Yeah. I just don't like the ghosts. Well, oh, don't like the them. ghosts no. are, uh, the ghosts, the way, like, like the way they're, the way, like the ghosts as in like the storyline or the ghosts in the way they're portrayed. I think a little bit of both, but I think more about the way they're portrayed. It's just, you don't like the look for me. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Well, what was like what was interesting is the ghost mentioned a uh, the Darkhold, which is a mystical book in the Marvel universe. the The Darkhold actually had its own title. It's also known as the Book of Sins, created by Jerry Conway in 1972. And uh, this in the comics, it's it also created the werewolves. Ghost Rider is dealt with the Darkhold. I heard him say Darkhold. I was like, what the fuck is that? I had to look it up. This could also be how they tie this in to Doctor Strange. It's a mystical artifact, like the first one from uh, way back in the day. So the, I, I kind of like that storyline and that men does seem like they're they're trying to put this in line with when Doctor Strange. Comes yeah, yeah, they're, the mystical, they're put, like, yeah, they're putting the stuff. pieces together. Side note, there was a rumor earlier that uh, John Bernthal was going to be uh, may have been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a crossover. The reason why is that uh, New York Comic Con is this weekend, and they tweeted that Bernthal Rugs, you going? Yeah, are you going, Rugs? This time? No, no. It's a fucking. There's too many people there, isn't there? I, I went last year, and it was and you hated the cosplay, disgusting. right? It was just, <laughs> it was terrible. It was just like a. It was not fun. I the didn't. Fun I, yeah, I didn't think you would be making another trip this year. Anyways, the Comic Con, New York Comic Con, tweeted Bernthal will not be able to appear due to Netflix obligations, yada yada. And then people were like, "Wait a minute, they're not making." Uh, Punisher yet? What is he shooting? And then in the press conference for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Kevin Feige or one of the people mentioned all these people on stage and they brought on Jerry Conway, 
who created the Darkhold, which is why he was really there, but he also created the Punisher. Uh, Anthony, you have that issue. I do. Punisher's first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man. So people are putting two and two together and they're like, wait a minute, what else could he be shooting? Now, I think he's probably shooting the Defenders. He's probably shooting a Defenders cameo, not the Punisher, and definitely not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Jerry Conway. Let's be serious here. We've all seen... Three or four seasons now of Shield. Yeah, there's no way fucking, the fucking Buck Punisher yeah. show like you, that. There's no way his However, tone. However, I I on. never thought we'd see fucking Ghost Rider on Shield. So people That's were true. like, anything could happen now. Fucking Ghost Riders on Shield. But no, Jerry Conway was there because of this Darkhold connection. Yeah, the Darkhold thing doesn't really fucking mean anything to me. <laughs> but I have to agree with you, Imran. I'm actually kind of digging this. So I'm far. digging it. I love. Uh, Daisy and uh, Robbie Reyes's uh, chemistry. Gabriel Luna is so good. Like he is, he could be on. In he should be in movies. Like I would watch a Quake Ghost Rider spinoff TV show. Oh shit! That's how much I like these two together. Right, I like it too. I like I like the fact that there's just and I said this last week. There's multiple storylines that interest me. Yeah, and I'm curious to see how they intersect. Like I like what you said, uh, Robbie Reyes and in. And Sky or Daisy together. I like that the Shield director, who I thought yes. was again just going to be this corporate guy that we're going to hate, was actually an inhuman. Like yes, I like that. This was I awesome. Like, I like that the ghosts thing kind of intersected with Daredevil, and there it's like, wait, what's really fucking going on here? And I'm even, uh, I'm digging like Mac and Fitz. I'm I'm digging all of that. Stuff, oh, right? that I'm was maybe in like fucked up. Dude, like, there's a lot of stuff. That's good. So, Mac was that emotional moment in Mac. Like you could see his tears welling up. He's like, we've been looking for you. What the fuck? Why are you doing this? And I then, like, well, no, I like what Fitz says. Yes. Fitz says like, what the audience yes. is thinking. She's like she turned her back. We've all been through shit. None of us have turned our back. Just put her. And he's like easy turbo. I love what he calls him turbo. It's so cute. But also uh, uh, May finally getting to just freak out. And actually do something. I was like, oh, you better trank this bitch. She's about to kick everyone's ass because she's fucking tripping. She was tripping for sure. So the and, t- I'm wonder- and I'm wondering what the ghosts thing, like, are well, they? That, I think why, that's the whole reason why they have the ghosts is for Ghost Rider. Yeah. He's Ghost Rider. Well, he he knew the place. Them. He's riding <laughs> the ghosts all the way to fucking Chinatown. I but mean, the, but I, they're, they're alluding to someone even badder than yes, the ghosts. They're yes. like, some, this fucker did this. We're going to kill him. Yeah, blah, there's blah, some blah. kind of thing where they, it ties them all together that you know that the next episode or the next one after that's going to tie Ghost Rider and all these ghost people and uh, Ghost Dad. Ghost Dad. Yeah. Bill, I think inevitably you got to compare this movie. season of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far to how, what Arrow did in their season because they were basically doing the same shit in Arrow ah. season four with the ghosts. Oh, yeah. But I think they're handling this a little better. I think because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is so wacky of regardless that this actually, and Ghost Riders, just having Ghost Rider adds a little bit more credibility to the show. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Arrow, it just never fit. No. Where do you think they're taking May at the end? I thought of like, are they taking her to the raft? Wouldn't isn't that where you would take fucking crazy people, super powered people? Maybe she's not powered, but I think they got her like strapped down and yeah. they're just gonna run tests on her. I, and they were like, they were flying out with the people who were taking the well, tour, which is pretty funny. Powers, no, she doesn't. Yeah, they yeah. could lock her up, throw her away. Let's talk about the director for a bit. Uh Jason O'Mara, who uh, has voiced Bat- Batman several times. Yeah, which is great. He is. Jeffrey Mace, we find out that he's an inhuman. We find out that Colson knew this, and it was Colson's idea to fucking step down and put a powered person in charge. And now he's turning around and kind of boxing him out and 
cold shouldering him. He's like, sorry, dude, classified. But when you're a powered person, does he? Everybody know that he's powered. No, they don't know. They're keeping it to himself. I guess they're gonna announce make Shield public finally, and then once they gain the public opinion, I think then then you go. Oh, by the way, I'm a powered person. But uh, doesn't I, that seem like an awful plan? It does. It does not sound yeah. like a, how are you gonna <laughs> trust this guy? Can, the only reason I could justify it is that Coulson thinks that a super powered person is going to be able to at least have a perspective on how to deal with powered people. Well, I think that's like, why they want that they have suggested that, it. Yeah. And not have that, like we us versus them mentality. I could see that. But if, if you're going to lie about it to start, yeah, the whole reason bad. why people don't trust shield is because they had all these secrets. I mean, it may be that when they make this announcement, he's going to be like, Oh, by the way, by the I'm way. a powered person. That's I, the only way that works. I love that line though, where he mentions, uh, and now that Steve Rogers went AWOL, you wanted a hero. So, Jeff, remember we the rumors over the summer where this new director is a character from the 40s. Uh, Jeffrey Mace in the comic books is a character from the 40s, predates Marvel from the timely comic era. He is known as the Patriot. And he was in Human Torch, right? He, he, he was in the original Human Torch, and he was actually, cap, he was like the third Captain America for a while after... Uh, Steve got uh, frozen in ice back then. They were f- going through Captain America's. So that Steve Rogers reference and the fact that this is a, a character from Timely called the Patriot and filled in for Captain America. What all this means, I don't know. It's a neat take on the guy. I, I was not expecting him to be inhuman. I'll tell you that. That was a good one. Speaking of inhumans, I like that Daisy is like just assuming that Ghost Rider is an inhuman and he's yes, not. Yes. And I like that because... For too long, the show has just been playing in like a limited sandbox. And let's fucking get crazy. Like if you're in the Marvel Universe, there's more than just Inhumans. Everyone knows this. There's fucking mystical shit. There's fucking superpower people. There's tech. There's everything. I love let's it. play with yeah. all these things. Absolutely. And he's like, nah, I sold my soul. I love that line too. He's like, to the devil? Because, eh, well, I was the only one that was buying. Uh, but yeah. already Simmons, I love the, the conversation where... Simmons is like, oh, it's not a ghost. She mentions Tobias Ford from season one. And then Mac is like, well, maybe it's just a ghost, people. Like, why can't it be a ghost? So right. they're starting to deal with stuff they can't really explain. Uh, it's very interesting. What did, you th- did you like the episode, Rux? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, there was enough stuff that was interesting, like with the reveal of the director and, you know, the chemistry with Ghost Rider and Sky or Daisy. And I do like, you know, the way the characters are acting. They they have a good handle on the characters, just what they do and the stories that I'm worried about. Okay. I'll, I'll throw in another uh, nine o'clock time slot yeah. change. Yeah. With when the fucking Japanese guy's banging his head against <laughs> yeah. the fucking glass yeah. over and over and Brutal. you're seeing blood splatter. I'm yeah. like, yep, that's nine o'clock. They would never show that much blood. They would it, never show that at seven o'clock. Every, uh. Every episode has had blood splatter. And even, you know, it comes on a 10 here, by the way. 10, yeah. 10 in the East. 10 East. But you don't, you don't really see blood splatter even in like the Marvel movies that much, do you? You You've only seen blood splatter. Yeah, you see it in Gotham. You'll see it in uh, the Netflix stuff. Yeah, this is uh, the first time uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been doing this much. Is, uh, do you think 9 o'clock slot is... Uh, uh, 10 o'clock in the East. Let's 10, say okay, 10, 10, o'clock 10, 10 o'clock in the East. Is it on par with a, a PG-13 or an R or somewhere in between? Or is it I would PG- call it a it's little a PG-13. P- it's like a light yeah. PG-13. It's a lighter PG-13. I don't think you're going to hear any cuss words. No, that's true. 
That's you're gonna hear swearing. Whereas PG thirteen, you can get like one fuck in, right? Yeah, that, one correct? fuck. Oh shit! And all the shits you one, want. One sh- on shits, you can do multiple shits. <laughs> oh, the shits get all day. The shits are a dime a dozen. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about the shits. Go fucking yeah, but shit the all fuck, you want. Though you use your That's, fuck. You get, you get one good lay. It's <laughs> an asshole. Ass. You could say titties. You say dick. <laughs> you say dick. You can call people oh, a dick. If a guy's name is Dick, you gotta call him Dick. You can't, you can't suck you, a dick. You can't <laughs> say no. suck. You I, can't. I, you can't say sucker. you can't do that on rated R. You can't even you can't say dick in rated R. Mm, that's X-rated. No, you've done it. They've done it in that one movie. You can imply it. You can't. You can imply it. You can't shoot it. No, you. They. They, they made a movie. That was, was a porno. It, was no, it deep was throat? it? Was it? Was it classified as a porno? <laughs> Which one? No. Deep throat. Deep throat? Uh, it was deep Buffalo throat? It was something with Buffalo. I Buffalo sixty six. Oh, that was a crazy. I know with Christina Ricci and. Uh, that fucking crazy Chloe guy. Chloe Sevigny. Oh, Chloe Sevigny. Who's the guy? He's he makes really weird movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are there's there are independent movies that push the boundaries maybe of. Not, maybe it wasn't rated. I'm not sure. It might have been. I'm looking it up right unrated. now. Unrated. Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo, who makes some of the fucking weirdest. Rated R. Rated X. Craziest movies. Or uh, NC seventeen. Maybe it's NC seventeen. It might be unrated. There are those times where it says rated R uh, on IMDb, but. There are like Henry and June was NC seventeen portrait of a serial killer. There's and some of them I don't even know why they are, but you show a little bit of. I just remember it was normal in a sex. Yeah, it was in a theater. It wasn't in a porno theater. It was in a regular theater. But no, this is a weird indie movie. Buffalo. It wasn't it's, in a Pee Wee Herman theater. This, it was regular like <laughs> was, you know. Is Paul Rubin sitting next to you. Vincent Gallo makes some fucked up movies though. Yeah. I kind of like his stuff because it's just he does what he does. It's weird. Christina Ricci also in it. Yeah, we got derailed. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. Look, one last thing to discuss before we wrap it up here, guys. Uh, I just want to shout out uh, what a place to hang your cape is doing with their fundraising and uh, charity calendar this year. It's an anti-bullying calendar. Uh, they're raising funds on Indiegogo. As Remember when you plugged this one time and then we started bullying each other? <laughs> yes, we were. It was. That, a, I think that happened on an episode. It was an example of what we're trying to stop with this calendar. <laughs> this, this is what we want to not happen. Look, everybody has been bullied. We talked. to Remember Jeff Hillier? We're like, have you been bullied? I think everyone at some point has been bullied. It sucks with cyberbullying. It's even crazier now. It's even worse. It's horrible. So a place to hang your cape is. Uh, putting out this Power for Good charity calendar. Uh, at, at the time of this posting of the show, there may be like five or six days left on the Indiegogo. Look, if you missed that, it's fine. You should buy the calendar because 10% of all the funds raised go to the National Anti-Bullying Alliance. You can find everything at ap2hyc.com slash power for good. Now in this calendar. Imran, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Before about you talk about the calendar. Yeah. Did you watch Shark Tank this past week? Uh, I did. I had it on. Remind me. Chick from Naperville. Yeah. Uh, just outside of Chicago. Yeah. Trisha Brabpu. Yes. Uh, yes. The Indian girl. $100,000. Yes. Yeah. $100,000 offer from Mark Cuban and Lori Grenier for her anti-bullying app. That's Recent. right. It was yeah. the... What is it? What does it do? So you... What schools are doing is they're downloading this thing called Rethink. Yes. You put it on, the, on their computers and they're trying to get like a national carrier to get it. But basically when a kid emails or tweets or text messages someone that is something nasty or hateful, yeah. the app will immediately stop you from doing that and go rethink what you're saying and then let you rethink it either. And you can re- you can still text it out yeah. or you can change yeah. your text. Yeah, it's, so it's making you think about your, what you're going to say. It's very simple, but I think a really uh, good idea. It doesn't stop you. They can still send it out. 
but it's just giving you that pause. I think it should pause. just tell you you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it should just go wrong. It should just be like, you are a douche. And people will hate you if you do Why this. are you tweeting this? You are a douche. But, this is a very appropriate for what you were talking about. Yeah, and, and I mean, this cyber... And I, I was re, I was I, I was excited for her. Like, she was, what, she was like 16 or 17? 16 years old, came but, up with her. Holy Cause shit. Because she, she, her story was, is she... Red did a lot of research and saw someone on eleven year old kid killed himself yes, to the cyberbullying. Yes. But man, she was so put together and professional. I like you she would not think she was like twenty five years yes. old. Yes, and she made a fucking deal with two. Right, she got two. Mark Cuban and Lori Grenier. Rethink, great idea. So much in the same vein, listener. You want to help anti bullying? If you love superheroes, hate bullies, buy this calendar, support this calendar. Links in the show notes. Here's what's inside the calendar. This is the cool part. We, they sent out a contest for kids to draw, send in drawings of themselves as superheroes. They picked 12 and they got artists to take that drawing and reinterpret it as a, like a nice illustration. And each month we'll have both of the drawings side by side, month by month. Well, listener, yours truly, the nerd has a month in the calendar. Oh, yeah. I've got to thank David Malofsky for asking me and thinking Is of this me. picture yours? Yes. I will put this Hi. link in the show notes to... To, to entice you to purchase post this catalog. It. I want to see it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's in the show notes. Oh, I'll post it in <laughs> the show notes. Wait, Rugs, I want you to see it because I want you to know. <laughs> I want to know why you think. This is good. This is very good. So the kid, uh, the kid I got, his name is Nicholas Nikki Faru, age nine years old. Uh, he is their young person's choice winner, and he created a hero just named Superboy with the powers of love, courage, and brainiest. Uh, so, listener, check out the image. Basically, he sent a thing of a guy in a, oh, super, in a superhero thing, and then it looked like he had these arms, like these pincer claw arms coming out of his shoulder, and then there's a cat, and he drew a little skyline. So, I, I made him look like the kid because he, he's got these videos online where he's like doing singing popular songs. So I made it look like the kid and I, I, I made it look like a nine-year-old. I fleshed it out. And then I made like Doc Ock arms with pincers and I even put the cat in there and I kind of mimic the, the skyline behind him with the buildings he drew. That's and awesome. uh, I had a lot of fun uh, doing this and I, I hope you guys pick up this calendar and, and support the anti-bullying alliance. I didn't know you could draw. You, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Rugs, what do you think of my interpretation? It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, look what I had to start with. I mean, what would you have made for oh, that? Don't blame the fucking source I'm material. I'm not blaming here. the source material. I'm saying. No, I, 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 it's, it's good. I love it. I mean, I love the style that it's drawn in it. I just think it's funny that his name is Superboy. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I wish it was Super B-Boy and it would have been like a hip hop kid, but Superboy works. Uh, I love the design that the kid did. Yeah. Yeah, the kid did yeah. a good job. He gave me a lot to work with. And like, yeah, what an imagination. Here, I want to ask you guys one thing. This is the one thing I couldn't figure out. Behind him, that little orange thing. Yeah. I, I don't I didn't know what that was, so, so I left I, it out. I've got an interpretation for you of what okay. it is. I think the kid drew a cape around the shoulders. Uh-huh. And then like a cape around his waist. So he ah. did a dual cape action. Ah. A double cape. I do double not, cape. I do not have that in my drawing, but because uh, this guy flies so and like so the capes are like flapping around. Like it's, it's a, it it creates a nice image when you're when you see this guy in the extra air. Extra cape. Yeah, extra cape. Mm. So he can fly around. He's got a little bit more uh like they're almost like double wings. I do like the drawing though. I love the way you colored it and everything. Well, look, sorry, Nick. I gave you one cape. I really, I couldn't figure out what that are. Two capes. Two, Two capes. capes. Uh, but at least you kept like the the candy, uh, the like the candy cane pants. Like that's a good look. Yeah, the striped pants and uh, the Doc Ock arms. But you, but you, you went see. 
you you went like boxer briefs like old school boy wonder style. Well, I needed to give like some kind of uh, delineation between the top and the but, leg. But Nick went traditional like yeah. sweater pants sort yeah. of deal. So you 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 went, took some liberties. With I took some liberties. Did. I made it more. You know, you gotta have. <laughs> look, if it's a superhero, you. Gotta I like have, the original interpretation better. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah, that's what Fuck I was, you guys. <laughs> you know, go to fucking hell. Look, you if you're gonna be Superboy, you wear your underwear on the outside. Oh, goddamn it, kid. That's all it comes down to. I'm just busting your balls. That's <laughs> really good. That's very good. Uh, look, I just hope you guys have a chance to support this Indiegogo. And at the very least, buy the calendar. Uh, support this great cause. Link in the show notes. The kid's got a future drawing, though. Yeah. Keep drawing, kid. Or singing. He uh, he likes oh, to sing. sing well, he likes to sing along to popular songs like Jesse J and stuff. But uh, Yeah, I like the powers, too. I mean, that's not your traditional. It's very hopeful. Powers. Like, a lot, very hopeful, very positive vibe I got. Is from it cool movie. to be smart now? He went with Brainiest. Yeah, Brainiest. I think it is. It's coming back around. It's cool to be smart and love people and have courage. Nothing about, like, strength or speed. Like, yeah. I love the abstract power. So, I just love kids drawing. I love what comes out of them. They're not jaded. It's very naive for our listener that's listened to us go on this tangent for about five minutes. You have to be looking at this picture, or else you're not going to know what it's the fuck in the show notes. Slash one thirty one, and then get the calendar, and you'll get it nice and printed. Yes, Ro- the boy wonder Robin style tights. I love it. <laughs> right. Hey, listen before we, before we do anything else. Yeah, you want to hear a weird recommendation for a movie? I do. Yeah, go. Let's hear it. I can't even really recommend it. I just, I was just. You so just f- want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk about it because I know I can't talk to anyone else about it. I saw this movie. It's kind of superhero-ish. It's called Swiss Army Man. Oh, you saw Swiss Army Man? I want to see this. this. Did you hear about this it's, movie? It's the Daniel Radcliffe farting corpse movie, but it's a yes, superhero that's what movie. It is. Yes, explain this movie. Okay, so this dude's about to kill himself. All right, you don't know anything about him except he's on a he's on a deserted tiny island. All right. And he's about to kill himself. And as he's about, he's about to hang himself, uh, he sees a body wash ashore and he goes to check it out. He stops killing himself and he goes to check it out and see maybe it's a maybe he's alive, but it's a corpse. And he's like, fuck it. It's just a corpse. And he goes to go hang himself again. And then the corpse starts farting really loud. <laughs> and then he starts kind of farting so much that like it starts to move him around the water. And then he's like, Oh shit! It's like a he's like a human jet ski. So he jumps on the corpse and he rides, he rides the corpse powered by farts, powered by farts across the ocean to another bigger place where he actually tries to make his way to uh, to civilization and, and survive. But the corpse starts talking to him. Yeah. What? But for real, or is it in his head? Well, I'm not gonna ruin it. But all I know is that this this whole movie is is about this guy. And him dealing with himself, and though there's a lot of farting, and there's a lot of weird shit in this movie, and it's beautiful and weird, and it's 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 a it's crazy and makes no sense at the same time, but it makes a bunch of sense at the same time. It's the weirdest movie experience I've seen in a while, and so I just wanted to like say, if you like weird movies that are really weird and like kind of deep at the same time and well acted, this one guy. The guy from uh, There Will Be Blood. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. He's amazing in this. He's, he's the like main. Weird, he's the lead, yeah. He's a weird dude. He's not fun to look at, but he's a fucking great actor. 
Yeah, Bugs, I've, I was really wanted to see this because this is exactly the kind of movie I would enjoy. Like, it was right up your alley. Yeah. I, my, I, I love movies like this. Yes. Uh, it's not for everyone. I, you might watch it and want to kill me after after watching. Like the listener, the tagline is a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. Uh, and from what he said, I got to check it out now. It's I, it's basically an internal dialogue with himself, and you see that he's you know not all there, but it's crazy. It's just crazy. So it's like how much of this it was in his head, maybe, yes. and how much is real, and it's uh, oh, I love that. Uh, you know, it kind of, like stuff like uh, it reminds me of like Eternal Sp- Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, it's like a little thing. Fight Club, a little, a little bit Fight of that. Club. I love all those weird movies. Yeah, yeah. All right, good recommendation, Anthony. You seen anything good uh, movie wise? Nope. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this week, gang. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up, Rugs. Why don't you tell the listener where they can find you on the onlines? You can find me usually near a uh, dumpster, <laughs> scrunching around for like throwing away sandwiches. But if you don't see me there, you can find me on Twitter at Really Rug Boy, where uh, David Mobley will be tweeting to me every day, constantly, all the time. <laughs> yes. I you and Billy night. the Fridge. Billy the He loves you. I actually, I too, I. And Douche the Monkey. I actually went back and forth with him a little bit the other day. Just I don't know why. I just started. Hey, I tweeted back I, at him during this episode. Oh, you did. I just want to just do one sidebar real quick. Yeah. yeah. That dude that I got into the Godzilla argument yes. with, Big Bad yes. Ben. Yes. He came out for Trump officially. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we know who we're dealing with. Yes, we do. Hey. Uh, enough said. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Listener. If argument one. If you want the story. On Rugboy's Twitter war over Godzilla, then there's only one thing you got to do. You got to join the Jock and Nerd fan club that you can find on jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. For a low monthly donation, you'll have access to an RSS feed. It's like a your own private bonus podcast. And there's a whole bunch of audio of Rugboy taking us through his Twitter war with this guy. It's fucking hilarious. And it's real. And it's real. And And it's real. And it's real bonus fan club stuff. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Check it out. Want to get in touch? Email us. Show at Jockandnerd. Or just do the most simplest shit ever. And just fucking tell a friend. Tell a friend. Spread the stupidity. I I know our audience is mostly men that sit on their couch and pick their nose. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Get up. (laughs) Just get up. Get up off your ass. And fucking get in the gym and tell somebody. That's the best place to pick up chicks, by the way. CrossFit gyms. They'll oh, kick yeah. your ass. And not my my gym's not there. You, you don't got any, uh, there's no. I, I mean, the, the girls are good. Does your gym like play like techno music and stuff in there? Is it like a DJ? They, they, they blast like heavy hip hop. Oh, that's going, awesome. So. That's a good thing but, to CrossFit too. Yeah, it's like, fuck these bitches. And <laughs> they like, just, they just played uh, Luke Skywalker and two live crew. And, like, and, and the gym I work out in, because I live in the city, but I work in the suburbs. So I'm working out in this suburban gym. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what are they playing? I, I, I didn't know this would happen. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> You're crossfitting to the N-word every three seconds. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Look, listener, spread the stupidity. Tell a friend. You can find everything at jockandnerd.com. Thanks for listening. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll hear you next time. Wowie zowie. I'm a scared lesbian. Who cares? A jock said that.